If you are under construction and committed to living life like it matters, you have found a home. Check us out on Facebook where we post new shows every day. Facebook.com slash LIM Radio. For information on my transformational leadership training where I teach you how to live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net. And if you have a spiritual appetite, check out my daily devotional with some wisdom from above at wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. The time is now to live life like it matters. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. This is where we're living life like it matters. Like it matters radio. Whichever one you want to focus on, this is your one stop. Uh, when you want to live your life like it matters. If you had a list of things you need to do daily and weekly, uh, this podcast, this radio show should be on that list. And today we're going to talk about list because, you know, we are a people of lists. Let's be honest. Boy, we just finished the Christmas season, right? We know the song Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out, right? There's a list. Do you know God has a list? God has a list as well. The book of Revelations talk about the, the, the books were open, Revelation 20. And we know of at least two specific books that God has, right? We have the, the book of deeds, uh, which catalogs people's good and bad works. And we have the book of life which records the names of the righteous. Now, there's other people that say that there's other books out there and all that, but I have a tendency to believe that God keeps things simple. Uh, when you look at all the history, you look at the Bible, whenever God gives us a choice, he always gives us two. Not three, not five, not six, so two. And so today, I want to consider whose list are you on? Because uh, I got excited this Christmas, you know, in the holidays and people send out all kinds of stuff, uh, kind of telling you what their year was like. We get Christmas cards. One of my favorites from a family that I love dearly in Minneapolis called the Hypos. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, Mavis, Rick, I got your Christmas card late. It just came yesterday. Uh, but I love to hear the list of all the great things uh, happened in the wonderful family uh, called the Hypos. Uh, and, and, you know, a friend of mine, he's a graduate, his name is Lane Long, uh, he sent out a list. You know, Lane's, uh, Lane's the worship leader uh, for City Church in Conway, Arkansas, uh, and uh, Lane's a graduate of mine. He and his uh, senior pastor, uh, Joey Cook, went through my training uh, in the, the first quarter of uh, 2021 and had a huge impact. And since then, uh, we've had, uh, I don't know, 15, 17 people from City Church out of Arkansas go. But uh, about about a week ago, Elaine Long sent me this, uh, well, it was on Facebook, and he just uh, copied me in it, if you will. He says, quote, I'm blown away that tomorrow's January. The last two years have seemed like somewhat of a blur. So I slowed down today and just took a look through my photos of 2021 to jog my memory of all that has happened this year. There's no way to make mention of them all through an Instagram post. But there are some highlights in chronological order. The numbers correspond 
with the pictures videos. Now, there's no pictures video. But he goes number one, uh, and he's talking about starting up a band. But number two, so his list of ten. Now, I know this is in chronological order. This is why we're probably number two. But it made me happy anyway. Say, hey, we made, not only do we make Lane's top ten list, we were number two. So for number two, he put Leadership Awakening in Dallas, Texas. He says, quote, a dear friend of mine sent Joey Cook and I to Texas with no instruction except to trust him in the process. Those 48 hours were the strangest and hardest 48 hours of my life, but also the most rewarding. I learned that up until now, I had a deep, innate fear of risking. Jesus revealed himself and reminded me that in him, I need have no lack of confidence whatsoever. I can walk humbly and strongly at the same time as I become the leader God has made me to be. Uh, this is the training that this year I celebrate doing for 30 years, 30 years. Uh, and if you want to read about it, go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. And as I was reading this, it, it really struck me because I remember uh, coming across this article a while ago uh, and it was a little blog and it says, whose list are you on? And uh, by Bob Perks, and I'm just going to read it as it was sent to me. Uh, it says, I had to say goodbye to someone. You know, I hate goodbyes. You know that. So I struggled with what I needed to say to him. But at the same time, I discovered something special about how I feel about people and myself. The following is taken in part from the note I just emailed to him. It's the thing about caring for people. They get into your life, sometimes briefly, and manage to become a part of who you are. Not all people, but those special individuals who arrive unexpectedly and linger there. How does it happen? They are the ones who, the first time you meet them, touch you in such a way they leave an imprint on your heart. They are the people you look for and hope to meet along the way. They make the journey easier. Some become close friends and share everyday happenings in your life. Others just pass through, leaving behind bits and pieces of who they are. Then there are those who are always there, but off in the distance somewhere, within reach wherever you need them. You may only see them once in a while, but when you do, you are made better. Lifted up, energized by the time you shared with them. After reading this, I thought about the many people in my life who fit into this group. I realize how many people I depend on each day, sometimes just to get through it. I am blessed beyond measure. But it also brought up this question. Am I one of those people? Think about that. Wouldn't it be great if we could become more like the people we personally depend on? Like the old saying, if you want a good friend, be one. Or be the change you want to see in the world. Look at the people around you that you love and depend on daily. Make a list of all the qualities they possess that you admire and value. Now take that same list and ask yourself, am I as good as this person? Isn't that a great question? Am I as good as this person? Do you reflect those same qualities in the lives of others? Now ask yourself this question, whose list are you on? And that is so critical. Because there are lists everywhere, right? All leaders have lists. The world is made up of lists, right? Oh, I mean, you know, some of the famous lists, you know, the bucket list, right? All the things that we're going to accomplish, right, before we, we die. How about we have a friend list? We've all heard it said before, or we've said it. 
You know, if I was stuck on the road at 2 o'clock in the morning and I needed to call somebody, there's only two people I would call. There's only three people. There's only a handful of people. Or the amount of people I could call, I only need one hand to list them, right? What do you call that, a friend list? There's the famous Emily's list, right? There's a group of Democrats, and I'm not sure if that's Emily's list, but there's one of those lists where uh, all pro-abortion candidates, all the candidates uh, uh, that are, uh, uh, you know, that believe that you should have the right to kill a baby at, up to a certain time, right? It's Emily's list, and that's how you know who to vote for because it's a litmus test for people. If you can't kill that unborn child, then I won't vote for you, right? So it's Emily's list, a no-fly list, right? That's a big one. In uh, uh, the time of September 11, 2001, no fly list. The IRS uh, under Biden now wants to make it to where if you're behind on taxes, they put you on a list so your passport is frozen so you cannot leave the country. See, a lot of this is going on that people don't know. I wonder how many lists we're on, right? There's special events list, right? Have you ever been to a VIP event where you walk up, there's a, uh, there's a gate there and there's a gatekeeper, and he has a pad of paper, she has a pad of paper, a list or a computer, and they ask you for your name. Why are they asking for your name? Because they want to know if you're on the list. And if you're not on the list, uh, you need to leave now, please. We've heard this in, in Hollywood, right? The A-list, the A-list celebrities, the top of the top, right? Man, I don't know about you, but when I go to the grocery store, I do best when I have a grocery list, Right? How about this? You're getting ready to go on vacation. For me, I'm getting ready to leave town for a week. I'm going on a road trip to do a couple classes, right? And I make a list of all the things I need to do before leaving that house. And men, we know this. If you're in a marriage, a committed relationship, right? You have that honeydew list, right? That to-do list. And so we all make lists. And they're a famous list. And today, I want you to consider whose list are you on, and actually, what list are you on? Are you on the list of redeemed or the list of uh, uh, prideful? Are you on the list of significance? Are you on the list of success? How many people's list are you on if they identify the people that have made an impact in their life? And today on Like It Matters Radio, on our podcast of Living Life Like It Matter, I'm posing the questions to you, whose list are you on? Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Living Life Like It Matters, Like It Matters Radio. Three outcomes, inspiration, education, and application. We have one organ in our bodies, ladies and gentlemen, that never has to deteriorate. And I wish it was a different one, but the one it is, is called the brain, right? The brain never has to deteriorate. It could stay as young as you want it, but atrophy, if you don't use it, you will lose it. And we tend to live in a time where we're all feelings-based, but irrational feelings, 
not emotional intelligent feelings, but rational feelings where feelings take precedence over logic. Now, I'm a feelings guy. I'm an emotive guy. So there's a lot of power in emotion. I teach emotional intelligence, the right emotion with the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct toward the right person in the right way powerful. I implore you, study emotional intelligence. If you take uh, the emotional intelligence, the EQ, the emotional quotient of a fourth grade child, it is a better barometer for their success than their intellectual quotient, than their IQ. So I'm not downplayed emotion. What I'm saying, irrational emotions, emotions that are being led to by lies uh, and fed by hatred and bitterness and bigotry. Uh, and today we're talking about whose list are you on? Uh, you know, there are lots of lists out there. No fly list, bucket list, Emily's list. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, the government has lists, right? Remember, uh, that's a true statement, man. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Remember, he had a list of all the Red Scare of all, everybody who's a communist, right? And uh, how about Nixon? He kept an enemies list, right? Uh, Lois Lerner with the IRS under Obama, the first time that we actually it became okay to use uh, the arm of government against political opponents. When Obama had Lois Lerner attack uh, conservatives, and I was one of those. And I, when I met my wife at the time with my girlfriend, I told her that I was being harassed by Lois Lerner and the IRS. And she laughed at me. Well, she laughed secretly at me. She didn't do it out loud because she wanted me at that time, right? But what she found out is three years after we were together, after we are married, I get a letter around Christmas time and a check for $80,000 from the IRS saying, oops, we're sorry, you're right, we were wrong. Now, they cost me my old business, Empower You. They cost me my home and my livelihood because they were harassing me uh, because I was a conservative. I look at today, Merrick Garland. Again, we got Biden, again, weaponizing government against political opponents. And no one seems to care because he's not Trump. Uh, but Merrick Garland, I mean, is basically the Gestapo for Biden. A chase around people that have uh, his daughter's diary that talks about bad stuff he did with uh, that Biden did with his daughter. Right. Think about people at these school board meetings where Merrick Garland is treating them like uh, domestic terrorists, where you got organizations and school boards uh, here in Texas keeping an enemies list. And anybody that speaks out, they've actually had police officers go to their house and arrest them. Look it up right here in Texas. So there are lists everywhere, and the key is to know two things. Number one, uh, what list do you follow? Do you follow Emma's list? Do you follow No Fly list? Do you follow, uh, uh, you know, the different lists that are put out there by society? Remember, God has lists. God has a book. He has a couple books, actually. Are you on that list? Are you in the Lamb's Book of Life? That's a list of those that he chose, the called out ones. So there are lists everywhere. Remember years ago, years ago, Robert Fulgram, right? He gave us a list. Remember that list? It was pretty famous. It was pretty popular. It was a, 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 a top seller in the book department, right? Remember what that list was? All I ever really needed to know, I learned in kindergarten, remember? And he gave us a list. Let me share it with you. Most of what I really need to know about how to live and what to do and how to be I learned in kindergarten. Wisdom was not at the top of the graduate mountain, but they're there in the sandbox at nursery school. And here is the list. This is what he said. Here is the list of the things I learned in kindergarten. Here it goes. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. 
put things back where you found them. Clean up your own mess. Don't take things that aren't yours. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. Flush the toilet after going to the bathroom. Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Life, I mean, live a balanced life. Learn some and think some and draw and paint and sing and dance and play and work hard every day. Some take a nap every afternoon. Sign me up. When you go out in the world, watch for traffic. Hold hands and stick together. Be aware of wonder. Remember the little seeds in the plastic cup? The seeds go down and the plant goes up and nobody really knows why, but we are all like that. Goldfish and hamsters and white mice and even the little seeds in the plastic cup, they all die. So do we. And then remember the book about Dick and Jane. And the very first words you learned, right? Remember that? The biggest word of all, look. Everything you need to know is there somewhere. The golden rule and love and basic sanitation, ecology and politics and sane living. Think what a better world it would be if we all, the whole world, had cookies and milk about three o'clock every afternoon and then lay down with our blankets for a nap. Or if we had a basic policy in our nation and other nations to always put things back where we found them and clean up our own messes. And it is still true. No matter how old you are, when you go out in the world, it is best to hold hands and stick together. So there's a list. But I also have another list. And that list was all I need to know I learned from Noah's Ark. So here's the top 11 list. And it starts off, and I got this years ago off the internet. A few years ago, a man named Robert Fulgham wrote an essay called All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. It was so popular that it spawned a number of spinoffs. And here's an offshoot I found on the internet. All I Need to Know I Learned from Noah's Ark. Number one, don't miss the boat. Number two, remember that we're all in the same boat. Number three, plan ahead. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. Number four, stay fit. When you're 600 years old, someone may ask you to do something really, really big. Number five, don't listen to critics. Just get on with the job that needs to be done. Number six, build your future on high ground. Number seven, for safety's sake, travel in pairs. Number eight, speed isn't everything. The snails were on board with the cheetahs. Number nine, when you're stressed, float a while. Number 10, remember the ark was built by amateurs, the Titanic by professionals. Number 11, no matter the storm, when you're with God, there's always a rainbow waiting. List. We live our life by list. And again, the question today is not only what list are you on? What list do you use? But the question that we're really getting to at some point here is whose list are you on? You know, in my leadership training, uh, I get a chance to make a huge impact in people's lives, and I'm blessed. And this year, we are celebrating 30 years. 
And please, uh, man, if you want to change your life, if you truly want to live your life like it matters, this podcast is wonderful. The daily radio show, Like It Matters Radio, is wonderful. All that stuff's wonderful. Reading books and all that's wonderful. But really, there's nothing that can replace immersion training, full immersion training. You know, that's the key. And so I came across, we keep testimonial letters. And I got this letter right here from 42113. Dear Scott and Valerie, I want to thank you so much for the powerful change you have instilled in my son, Chris, Christopher Sonkrant. Since graduating, he is so full of life. He's excited to see where his life is going each and every day. Yesterday, April 19th, he sent his dad, who also graduated from this program, and myself a text that left me totally speechless and brought tears to my eyes. Here's what it said. Mother and father, this day is the most precious gift God has given me. Everything I do today, I get to do. It is all good. It is all so very beautiful. To be blind to all this splendor is to be dead. I choose to be alive. I am alive. And I choose to take it all with gratitude. I am so blessed to be your son. I am so blessed to be your brother in Christ. I am just so blessed. And I have you two to thank for all this. So thank you so very much. I love you much more than words can say. And that's from Tammy Sonkrant, who the following week after this letter would go through. And this was again 4-21-13. We led this gentleman to Christ. He had no relationship with his mom and dad. It was a bitter, hurtful one, and now he has one. So check this one out. I just came across this. This one's dated May 21st of 2012, Building a Legacy of Leadership. Nearly 15 years ago, my life was changed as a result of Leadership Awakening. Like so many others that have passed through your doors, the weekend I spent stepping over that line was the hardest, yet the most important thing I have ever done. I can say with a tremendous amount of confidence that Leadership Awakening was the jumping off point for my successful career with the world's largest beverage manufacturer, where I have reached a level of success I never thought possible. As part of the dream I discovered so many years ago was to begin a successful family-owned business. Fortunately, I have been able to achieve this dream and include my family in a sizable rental real estate business. It is amazing what can happen when you write your goals down and go after them with heart, body, and soul. Last weekend, I gave the gift of leadership awakening to my two adult sons and placed their leadership futures in your capable hands. To say they have been awakened is an understatement. I'm hearing them talk about up until now, and I'm going to pick myself up, dust myself off, and hit again. This is music to my ears. I have a smile on my face that just won't go away. Thank you, Scott. You have made a difference in our lives, and just like you did so many years ago, you and your team are building a legacy of leadership and have sent the next generation on their journey of always being under construction. God bless. And that's from Dan Hayes, owner of Hayes Enterprises in Portland, Oregon. Ladies and gentlemen, when you live your life like it matters, it does. And then you find yourself on many people's list of those people who have changed my life forever. And that's the question we're asking today on Like It Matters Radio. Whose list are you on? This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. 
Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Living Life Like It Matters. Like It Matters Radio, our three outcomes, inspiration, education, and application. And please, help us get known to other people. Like the prayer of Jabez, uh, please, dear God, expand my territory, increase my responsibility. Uh, There is a mental health problem that is plaguing this world and this country. Bitterness, resentment, anger are food of the day. they're being promulgated by the government itself. Uh, they're pitting people against each other. Uh, people are getting sicker. People are getting lonelier. Children are having more mental episodes because of the distance learning. People are so uh, willing to live another day and, and not let COVID get them that they're willing to destroy everybody and everything around them. Notice the lists that are starting to be created, right? The list of those who, who are willing to trust the government and put this jab in their arm and those who are looking at all the science and all the doctors who say this is bad including the the guy who created the platform for mrna you know i mean there's a lot of doctors out there that are banned from youtube and and facebook these are doctors been doctors for 50 years people like scott atlas people that are telling the truth and because it doesn't fit the narrative of what the government run state run media wants you to know they censor they ban it so, I mean, there are groups of people all over. Uh, you got the pro-Trump group, like well, I'm one of them. You got the pro-Biden group, which I'm not one of them, right? So you got all these different groups. And by the way, I have a lot of friends who voted for uh, um, Joe Biden. Uh, many of them regret it. Some of them think it's the right thing. So I have, I don't care what your political leaning is. Uh, you should always have a reason for why you believe what you believe. And we can be friends with people that we don't agree on everything. You know, I mean, otherwise, as a Christian, my only friends would be Christians, right? Because that's the great divider in life, the great decider in life. Are you on the list of people called children of God or are you on the list called children of the world, right? There's only two lists. You're either on God's team or the other team, right? Keep it simple, soldier. And right before the break... Uh, I shared a letter with you, and I did not realize the impact of this letter until after I shared it and then went to a break. This letter was dated May 21st, 2012. See, this is when Dan Hayes, after his two sons that he had sent through my training, but the first sentence in the letter says, nearly 15 years ago, my life was changed as a result of Leadership Awakening. So this takes us, Dan went through in 1997, five years into the formation of my training company called Empower You at the time. Five years. You know, I'm on Dan Hayes' list of people who's impacted his life. I'm on his kids' list 
of mentors, of guides, of leaders. I am a person who is remembered by 15 to 20,000 people as a man they met and spent 48 hours with that forever changed their life. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to likeitmatters.net. So this is 30 years. 30 years this year I celebrate uh, doing what I do. This is why I do what I do. This is why I need your help expanding our territory. I've been, I know what, I do, what I'm doing. I know how to help people. I know how to show you how you work. I've been doing this for 30 years, 30 years. And this podcast comes from that. So please don't just listen to the podcast, share the podcast, make comments, download it, shoot it to other people, post on Facebook. Man, there's a mental health crisis, uh, drug addiction and suicide and depression and PTSD all going through the roof. Forget politics. Politics is destroying us. Let's go back to the basics. Let's go back to the list of things we can control. And that is going on our head and heart. And so you got to know there are lists everywhere. In my leadership training uh, on the second night, after we got people open up, people committed, I give them the list of the 20 most common blocks to leadership. And I go through that list. And then we focus on one that is the biggest one in their life and we bust through it. And so there are lists everywhere. I remember a list I came across years ago. I love this list. 10 things God won't ask you. This is a great list, right? We're conditioned to think our lives revolve around great moments, but great moments often catch us as unaware, catch us unaware, beautifully wrapped in what others may consider a small one. And so here's this list I found a while ago, 10 things God won't ask. Number one, God won't ask what kind of car you drove. He'll ask how many people you drove who didn't have transportation. Number two, God won't ask you the square footage of your home. He'll ask you how many people were welcomed into that home. Number three, God won't ask you about the clothes you had in your closet. He'll ask you, how many did you help clothe? Number four, God won't ask you what your highest salary was. He'll ask if you compromise your character to obtain it. Number five, God won't ask you what your job title was. He'll ask you if you performed your job to the best of your ability, right? Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to man. Number six, God won't ask you how many friends you had. He'll ask you how many people to whom you were a friend. Number seven, God won't ask in what neighborhood you lived. He'll ask how you treated your neighbors. Number eight, God won't ask you about the color of your skin. He'll ask about the content of your character. Number nine, God won't ask you why it took you so long to seek salvation. He'll lovingly take you to your mansion in heaven and not to the gates of hell. Number 10, God won't ask you what your wife did to make you mad, what your kids did to disappoint you, what your friends did to cause you to abandon them. He'll ask how much you love those that were unlovable. How many lonely, widowed, abandoned, neglected, hungry, thirsty, dirty people you helped, cared for, reached out to, that you loved, just like he loves you. See, this is the list. We want to be on God's list because even God has books. You know, Revelations 20 says, and then God opened the books. And we know there's the book of life and the book of deeds. And the book of deeds is for those that think that they can be good enough for God, that are standing in front of the white throne judgment of God. He'll open that up and he'll uh, call you to account. And what are you going to say? And then there's the book of life. 
those that were justified by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, those that knew they weren't good enough, that humbled themselves at the mighty feet of Christ and called on the only name under heaven and under earth that men must call on to be saved. And that name is Jesus. Now, I support a lot of people. Uh, I believe you live your life like it matters. It does. I don't just say it. I don't just say it on the radio. I actually live it. We have three orphanages in Uganda, small little orphanages that we're kind of helping get going. And they're not the big ones that Franklin Graham and uh, Compassion International, you know, help out. Uh, these are small. These are men and women who basically are just getting all the abandoned kids in Africa and taking care for them. So they're not homeless. So they're not prostitutes. So they're not being humanized and sexualized, uh, dehumanized and sexualized. And so we support three uh, ministries in Uganda, three orphanages. And I realized, I would look at the books, last year we sent $20,000, over $20,000, I should say, over $20,000 to Africa. We have a young family in Gambia. Uh, no mom and dad, both. One dad disappeared, mom died. Uh, and what happened was this 16-year-old kid is now basically the dad to his 13-year-old brother and his nine-year-old sister in Gambia, Mudalameen. And so we pay for him to go to school. We pay for their food. We send them money about every two weeks. Uh, and so I know I get messages from Kawuki and from Ivan and from Robert and from Mudalameen that we are, that the kids in Africa are praying for us. We have hundreds of little black kids in Africa praying for Scott, Valerie Black, and Like It Matters. Why? Because we sustain them. Because God's called us to support them. It's people like you that donate to our 501c3. Uh, and you can go to that likeitmatters.net slash nonprofit. And you can donate. We're a 501c3. But I know that when you live your life like it matters, it does. And ultimately, the list that we're going to have to figure out, we're going to cover this in the next segment, is the list of are you looking to live a successful life or a significant life? Because there is another list out there. There's two. One list is called leaners and one list is called lifters because they're basically two types of people. There are two kinds of people on earth today, two kinds of people no more I say, not the good or the bad for it's well understood, the good are half bad and the bad are half good. Not the happy or sad for in the swift flying years, bring each man his laughter, each man his tears, not the rich or the poor for to count a man's wealth, you must know the state of his conscience and health. Not the humbled and proud for in life's busy span, who puts on vain airs is not counted a man. No, the two kinds of people on earth I mean are the people who lift and the people who lean. Wherever you go, you'll find the world's masses are ever divided into these two classes. And strangely enough, you will find two I mean. There is only one lifter to 20 who lean. In which class are you? In which list are you? Are you easing the load of the overtaxed lifters who toil down the road? Or are you a leaner who lets others bear your portion of worry and labor and care? Isn't that powerful? And that's what we got to decide. Which list are we going to be on? Are we going to be on that list of people who've made a difference? Because right now the world is full of making its own list. You know what that world that list is? It's called a record of wrongs. It's called a pound of flesh. That's the list. 
we live in a country right now that's all wrapped up in the past, and that's what the enemy of the brethren is doing. He's an he's a accuser of the brethren, accusing us of our past. We live in America now that wants to be so wrapped up in the past. 1619 lie. Look up the 1619 lie. But yet, I mean, people are teaching this in universities. That's how disgusting it is. I'm sad. We want to go back to 1776 and 1811 and 1912 and 1975 and 1962 and 2001 and 2012. And ladies and gentlemen, you know where hope resides? Hope resides in the future. And the last thing that people in this world need is someone that's going to remind them of their failures, remind them of their brokenness, remind them of their past. One thing I've learned in 30 years of helping people change their lives is a simple rule. Hurting people hurt people. And the ultimate list, are you out there on the list of those hurting other people? Are you on the list of those helping other people? Today I'm posing the question, whose list are you on? We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the radio show, Like It Matters. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Living Life Like It Matters, Like It Matters Radio. And today, we're posing the question, whose list are you on? You know, ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate list comes down to success or significance. You know, it's easy to live for yourself. It's a lot harder to live for others. It's easy to tear down. It's a lot harder to build up. It's easy to remind people their screw-ups, it's much more difficult to forgive and have a new beginning. You know, Edgar Guest wrote a great quote called, I mean, a poem called Builder or Wrecker. It says, I watched them tearing a building down, a gang of men in a busy town. With a ho-heave-ho and a lusty yell, they swung a beam and a sidewall fell. I asked the foreman, are these men skilled, the men you'd hire if you had to build? He gave me a laugh and he said, no, indeed, just common labor is all I need. You see, I can easily reckon a day or two what builders have taken a year to do. And I thought to myself as I went on my way, which of these two roles, which of these two lists have I tried to play? Am I a builder who works with care, measuring life by the rule in the square? Or am I shaping my deeds by a well-made plan? patiently doing the best I can. Am I a wrecker who walks the town content with the labor of tearing down? You know, ultimately, that's what we have to decide. You know, Dr. King famously said that he longs to live in a world. He had a dream 
that one day his four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the content and by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. In other words, what Dr. King was saying was, I'm looking for some mercy and some grace. What he was saying is, listen, don't judge me and my kids based on a choice that wasn't ours. He had no choice in his skin color. He had no choice where he was born. That was his parents' choice. That was God's choice. But character is the sum total of our choices throughout our life. I remember hearing um, about two men, Jonathan Edwards and Max Juke. In the early 1700s, these two men started families. So Edwards, choices he made. Edwards chose to follow after God. Edward chose to marry a woman that was like that. Edwards chose to work on himself, to be under construction, to, to humble himself, to not keep a record wrong, to not keep a pound of flesh. And you know why this matters? Is because we pass on our stuff. Talk about a difference maker. Talk about being on a list of those who made a difference, right? That's why the Bible says the sins of the father go three and four generations to those who hate God. Because we pass our stuff on. So look at what Jonathan Edwards passed on to his family. 729 of his descendants' lives were studied. 300 were ministers. 65 were college professors. 13 were university presidents. 60 authored books. Three were congressmen. One was vice president of the United States. And the family has not cost the government a single dollar. They were all positive people, performing, producing, adding value to people, to lives, to their country. Now, in contrast, Max Juke, he was not a Christian. He had wanted nothing to do with God. He lived a very ungodly life like most people do today in America. Of course, he married a woman of similar character. Now, even though only 729 of Edward's uh, descendants were studied, this one now, 1,026 descendants, descendants of Max Juke were studied. And here's what they found. 300 died prematurely, 67 died of syphilis, 190 public prostitutes, 100 alcoholics, 280 lived in abject poverty, 140 received government aid, 150 were criminals, of which seven were murderers, incarcerating 150 of them, cost the state more than 1.2 million, and Juke himself made no known contributions to society. This is why I do what I do. This is really the true list. And really it comes down to two things. The ultimate list, outside of God's or not, are you a child of God or are you a child of the world? That technically is the ultimate list because this world's temporal. Uh, we might get 100, maybe 120 years on this planet, but we are eternal beings having a fleshly experience. So when this world is over, uh, then we go on to eternity and we are eternal beings. So we're either going to uh, spend eternity apart from God, heaven, I mean hell, or with God, heaven. So you can call the terms whatever you want. You can make them whatever you want, but that's just the way it works. And John Maxwell talks about significance because there's a big difference between success and significance. And the question here is, are you adding value to yourself or others? This is really what it comes down to. Do you know the difference between success and significance? I know a lot of people who believe they are successful because they have everything they want. They have added value to themselves. 
But John believes that significance comes when you add value to others, and you can't have true success without significance. And this is a quote from him. I came to this conclusion while working on my book, Your Roadmap for Success, in which I wanted to define success. I habitually follow good quotes and stories that come across and then reference them when writing a book. In preparation for the book, I pulled out every quote I ever filed, 137 quotes to be exact, on the topic of success. I laid them out on the table and carefully thought them through. After six months, I came to understand that success is knowing your purpose in life, Growing to your maximum potential, sowing seeds that benefit others. Boy, there's a simple list, right? Knowing your purpose in life. Who are you? Why are you here? Growing to your maximum potential. Remember being under construction. And our motto, our mission here at Like It Matters is to help people maximize the potentials they were created with. And thirdly, sowing seeds that benefit others. The big question is this. Once you've learned something, Do you have a heart to share it with others or do you hold it for yourself? See, that's it. We're either a conduit or a cistern. There's only two vessels that we can be in this world. A cistern holds things. It's a vase. It's a vase. It's a pit. It's a bowl, right? A a conduit is a pass-through agent. So the Dead Sea, I use this example. The Dead Sea is one of the lowest parts of the earth, right? And the couple underground waterways feed the Dead Sea. But nothing comes out of the Dead Sea. Nothing is fed by the Dead Sea. That's why it's dead. And the question we have to ask ourselves, are we a Dead Sea human being? People poured into us. People blessed us. I don't care how bad your life was. There's some good in there that you got to where you are with the help of other people. Right? Now, are you pouring into other people as someone else poured into you? Are you a conduit or are you a cistern holding up everything that people have given you and using it for yourself? Is your 401k really uh, fully maxed? Is your retirement plan fully engaged? You got your third home working on your fourth home and yet you're walking by people every day that can't even pay their mortgage, that don't have health insurance, that can't provide for their family. They're living in government propagated fear and denial and just don't know what to do, helpless and hopeless, right? That's the difference. See, success is indeed a journey, but if you stop at adding value to yourself only, you miss the reward of significance. Think about this. And, and then John makes some, some observations about the journey to significance. He says this journey takes time. It's a process that requires patience and commitment. Success is usually the stepping stone to significance. There has to be a certain amount of success in people's lives before they're willing to take a step to significance. Pursuing significance takes us out of our comfort zone. Remember, you got to get outside your comfort zone. Significance is not attainable in a natural way. You got to get this. It's about other people. Rusty Rustenbach said this. You and I live in an age where only a rare minority of individuals desire to spend their lives in pursuit of objectives which are bigger than they are. In our age, for most people, when they die, it will be as if they never lived. That is not significance. Big difference there. And what I want for you is a life of significance. Michael Josephine of Character Counts talks about the difference between success and significance, and he says, the irony is that living a life focused on the pursuit of significance is so much more gratifying than one devoted to the treadmill of success. Whatever sacrifices are involved tend to enlarge rather than diminish personal satisfaction. Quite simply, it feels good, really, really good to be valued and 
valuable. So people who pursue significance are concerned with making the most out of their lives. They help others not only for the sake of those they help, but for their own sake. When we use our mental material resources to make a positive difference in the lives of others, we are rewarded with a sense of satisfaction that's hard to get any other way. Success can produce pleasure, but only significance can generate fulfillment. (coughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we want. Now, if you're on the radio show, Like It Matters Radio, we're about ready to bring this to a close. But if you're on the podcast, Living Life Like It Matters, stay tuned for an extra bonus section of material where we're going to have you take a look at someone in your life that's truly made a massive impact. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. This is where I want to help you remind, remember to recollect that when you live your life like it matters, it does. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. the, The Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Welcome back to Living Life Like It Matters, Like It Matters Radio. Today, we're posing the question, whose list are you on? You know, ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate list comes down to success or significance. You know, it's easy to live for yourself. It's a lot harder to live for others. It's easy to tear down. It's a lot harder to build up. It's easy to remind people their screw-ups, it's much more difficult to forgive and have a new beginning. You know, Edgar Guest wrote a great quote called, I mean, a poem called Builder or Wrecker. It says, I watched them tearing a building down, a gang of men in a busy town. With a ho-heave-ho and a lusty yell, they swung a beam and a sidewall fell. I asked the foreman, are these men skilled? The men you'd hire if you had to build. He gave me a laugh and he said, no, indeed, just common labor is all I need. You see, I can easily wreck in a day or two what builders have taken a year to do. And I thought to myself as I went on my way, which of these two roles, which of these two lists have I tried to play? Am I a builder who works with care, measuring life by the rule in the square? Or am I shaping my deeds by a well-made plan? patiently doing the best I can. Am I a wrecker who walks the town content with the labor of tearing down? You know, ultimately, that's what we have to decide. You know, Dr. King famously said that he longs to live in a world. He had a dream 
that one day his four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the content and by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. In other words, what Dr. King was saying was I'm looking for some mercy and some grace. What he was saying is, listen, don't judge me and my kids based on a choice that wasn't ours. He had no choice in his skin color. He had no choice where he was born. That was his parents' choice. That was God's choice. But character is the sum total of our choices throughout our life. I remember hearing um, about two men, Jonathan Edwards and Max Juke. In the early 1700s, these two men started families. So Edwards, choices he made. Edwards chose to follow after God. Edward chose to marry a woman that was like that. Edwards chose to work on himself, to be under construction, to, to humble himself, to not keep a record wrong, to not keep a pound of flesh. And you know why this matters? Is because we pass on our stuff. Talk about a difference maker. Talk about being on a list of those who made a difference, right? That's why the Bible says the sins of the father go three and four generations to those who hate God. Because we pass our stuff on. So look at what Jonathan Edwards passed on to his family. 729 of his descendants' lives were studied. 300 were ministers. 65 were college professors. 13 were university presidents. 60 authored books. Three were congressmen. One was vice president of the United States. And the family has not cost the government a single dollar. They were all positive people, performing, producing, adding value to people, to lives, to their country. Now, in contrast, Max Juke, he was not a Christian. He had wanted nothing to do with God. He lived a very ungodly life like most people do today in America. Of course, he married a woman of similar character. Now, even though only 729 of Edward's uh, descendants were studied, this one now, 1,026 descendants, descendants of Max Juke were studied. And here's what they found. 300 died prematurely, 67 died of syphilis, 190 public prostitutes, 100 alcoholics, 280 lived in abject poverty, 140 received government aid, 150 were criminals, of which seven were murderers, incarcerating 150 of them, cost the state more than 1.2 million, and Juke himself made no known contributions to society. This is why I do what I do. This is really the true list. And really, it comes down to two things. The ultimate list, outside of God's or not, are you a child of God or are you a child of the world? That technically is the ultimate list because this world's temporal. Uh, we might get 100, maybe 120 years on this planet, but we are eternal beings having a fleshly experience. So when this world is over, uh, then we go on to eternity. And we are eternal beings. So we're either going to uh, spend eternity apart from God, heaven, I mean hell, or with God, heaven. So you can call the terms whatever you want. You can make them whatever you want, but that's just the way it works. And John Maxwell talks about significance because there's a big difference between success and significance. And the question here is, are you adding value to yourself or others? This is really what it comes down to. Do you know the difference between success and significance? I know a lot of people who believe they are successful because they have everything they want. They have added value to themselves. 
But John believes that significance comes when you add value to others, and you can't have true success without significance. And this is a quote from him. I came to this conclusion while working on my book, Your Roadmap for Success, in which I wanted to define success. I habitually follow good quotes and stories I come across and then reference them when writing a book. In preparation for the book, I pulled out every quote I ever filed, 137 quotes to be exact, on the topic of success. I laid them out on the table and carefully thought them through. After six months, I came to understand that success is knowing your purpose in life, Growing to your maximum potential, sowing seeds that benefit others. Boy, there's a simple list, right? Knowing your purpose in life. Who are you? Why are you here? Growing to your maximum potential. Remember being under construction. And our motto, our mission here at Like It Matters is to help people maximize the potentials they were created with. And thirdly, sowing seeds that benefit others. The big question is this. Once you've learned something, Do you have a heart to share it with others or do you hold it for yourself? See, that's it. We're either a conduit or a cistern. There's only two vessels that we can be in this world. A cistern holds things. It's a vase. It's a vase. It's a pit. It's a bowl, right? A a conduit is a pass-through agent. So the Dead Sea, I use this example. The Dead Sea is one of the lowest parts of the earth, right? And the couple underground waterways feed the Dead Sea. But nothing comes out of the Dead Sea. Nothing is fed by the Dead Sea. That's why it's dead. And the question we have to ask ourselves, are we a Dead Sea human being? People poured into us. People blessed us. I don't care how bad your life was. There's some good in there that you got to where you are with the help of other people. Right? Now, are you pouring into other people as someone else poured into you? Are you a conduit or are you a cistern holding up everything that people have given you and using it for yourself? Is your 401k really uh, fully maxed? Is your retirement plan fully engaged? You got your third home working on your fourth home and yet you're walking by people every day that can't even pay their mortgage, that don't have health insurance, that can't provide for their family. They're living in government propagated fear and denial and just don't know what to do, helpless and hopeless, right? That's the difference. See, success is indeed a journey, but if you stop at adding value to yourself only, you miss the reward of significance. Think about this. And, and then John makes some, some observations about the journey to significance. He says this journey takes time. It's a process that requires patience and commitment. Success is usually the stepping stone to significance. There has to be a certain amount of success in people's lives before they're willing to take a step to significance. Pursuing significance takes us out of our comfort zone. Remember, you got to get outside your comfort zone. Significance is not attainable in a natural way. You got to get this. It's about other people. Rusty Rustenbach said this. You and I live in an age where only a rare minority of individuals desire to spend their lives in pursuit of objectives which are bigger than they are. In our age, for most people, when they die, it will be as if they never lived. That is not significance. Big difference there. And what I want for you is a life of significance. Michael Josephine of Character Counts talks about the difference between success and significance, and he says, the irony is that living a life focused on the pursuit of significance is so much more gratifying than one devoted to the treadmill of success. Whatever sacrifices are involved tend to enlarge rather than diminish personal satisfaction. Quite simply, it feels good, really, really good to be valued and 
valuable. So people who pursue significance are concerned with making the most out of their lives. They help others not only for the sake of those they help, but for their own sake. When we use our mental material resources to make a positive difference in the lives of others, we are rewarded with a sense of satisfaction that's hard to get any other way. Success can produce pleasure, but only significance can generate fulfillment. (coughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we want. Now, if you're on the radio show, Like It Matters Radio, we're about ready to bring this to a close. But if you're on the podcast, Living Life Like It Matters, stay tuned for an extra bonus section of material where we're going to have you take a look at someone in your life that's truly made a massive impact. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. This is where I want to help you remind, remember to recollect that when you live your life like it matters, it does. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to your opportunity to live your life like it matters. I am Mr. Black, and today we've been talking about list, and this is some bonus material for those of you listening on Living Life Like It Matters podcast. Again, uh, go to likeitmatters.net to read about my leadership training, two and a half days that will forever change your life. Uh, in full immersion training, you can't replace it. I also got wayofwarrior.blog. For those of you that are interested in finding more about God or, or starting a walk with God or taking the word of God, uh, something that you might find confusing and make it easily understandable, easily digestible, go wayofwarrior.blog. Uh, if you go to the very bottom of that first posting, you see right there on the right side of the very bottom, it'll say follow. If you click that button, you can type in your email address and wherever you, uh, whenever I post, uh, and that's every day, it'll automatically send it to you. Uh, this is what I do. I want to help people live their lives like it matter. And today I want to close out by really having you focus on someone in your life that's made an impact, someone in your life that's significant. Uh, and uh, I want you to think about this. You know, preferably get to a place where you're not driving, where there's not other people around, where you're not distracted. And just get in a relaxing place. Maybe put on some soft music in the background. Nothing with words. Maybe some uh, just instrumental. Just to get yourself in a in the now moment. Not mind wandering and what happened 15 minutes ago. What's going to happen tomorrow or tonight. And get in the now moment. And I want you to take a look at your life, your past, your experiential aquarium, and take a look at all the people that have come in uh, across your path. And I want you to think about the one person 
out of all those people that you feel has had the strongest impact on your life? Think about that. Uh, maybe it was a teacher or a coach, a parent or spouse. Maybe they believed in you when you didn't believe in yourself. Maybe they stood for you when you couldn't stand for yourself. But this one person is what we will call the leader in my life. The one person above all others that has had an impact on your life that's made you who you are today. I want you to think about that person. I want you to be reminded of some specific experiences with that person, why they have such a special place in your heart. And then I want you to answer three questions about that person. Number one. Here's the first question. What are the qualities I most admire about this person? Think about all the stuff. What do you admire about this person? Why, why do you have such respect for them? Um, why have they been such a difference maker in your life? Why has their life been so significant in your life? Uh, and again, I would spend a couple minutes on each one of these. I want to answer these in five or ten seconds. I would contemplate them. Write down. It's a growing list. Question number two. I have gained the following qualities and traits from this person. So what have you adopted or adapted from them? What have you picked up? What have you gained? What traits or qualities in your life can you directly relate to that person's example? And then number three, the impact that this person has made in my life is. In other words, what are the ripple effects of this person's walking with you, interacting with you, impacting you, significantly being a part of your life? Uh, what are the ripple effects of that? And how have they shown up in your life? And be specific. Take this time to answer these three questions. So critical, so important. Because ladies and gentlemen, it's one thing to have success, but it's another to have significance. And it's not by the world standards. I mean, let's be honest, there are people out there that die as criminals, and because someone who, who killed them killed them in an improper way, that bad person now becomes a hero, becomes a god. I mean, you can look at Minneapolis and see it happening. You look at the inner cities and see uh, criminals that uh, were re resisting arrest, that were doing illegal activity, and then some police officer or other person came by and maybe did not handle it well, did some things they shouldn't have done, or reacted in a way that is criminal. Now this person, instead of being in jail, instead of being in prison, instead of being treated like the low life they are, now they're elevated to God status. And it was nothing about how they lived their life. It was how they died. I remember when I moved to Texas years ago, the freeway was backed up. And I mean, I was stopped on the freeway, kind of like in Virginia on the freeway lately, you know, with the snow and all that. All these people stuck on the freeway for 20 hours. And so when I got home, I checked out what happened. And what happened was there was a guy that just got off work. He had a, it was a local radio personality driving down the freeway. And right in front of him was a flatbed truck that had a forklift tied down. Now, the forklift was sitting too high. It wasn't tied down properly. I don't know all the details. But as that semi-truck is going 80 miles an hour down the freeway, it comes to an overpass. That overpass hits the forklift that's sitting too high, catapults the forklift, and crushes the guy on the freeway they had to close the freeway down to get a crane in there to remove a flying forklift from a vehicle of a person they had just crushed now why do i bring that story up because purposely i've never sought to find out who this person is purposely i've left that information out because it's a powerful metaphor i know everything about how that person died but you know what i don't know 
is how they lived. And that's truly what you start getting to the difference between success and significance. It's not just the way we live. It's the way we die. It's not just the way we die. It's the way we live. To live and die. It is appointed to man, for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And one thing I learned a long time ago as a Christian is God cares how we suffer. God cares how we suffer. And the question for this, are you going to be like George Floyd and so many other people in today's uh, social justice world? where you're going to be known for how you died instead of how you lived. I don't know about you, but I want to live my life in such a way that I'm remembered more for how I lived than how I died. Which brings us to my last poem. I'll close out with this. It's called Jesus and Alexander, and it gives you the perfect definition of success versus significance. If you have not studied military leaders, I'm going to tell you right now, one of the greatest military generals of all time was Alexander the Great. He is studied to this day. He conquered the world faster than anybody else. Even the Bible metaphorically refers to him as moving so fast that his feet didn't even touch the ground. I mean, three years, he had conquered the known world at 33 years old, basically got drunk and depressed because there was nothing else to, to, to conquer. And so he wound up walking home in the rain after getting drunk and passed out drunk in wet clothes and wound up dying from pneumonia at 33 years old. The greatest military general of all time who could conquer anything quicker than anybody. And so this poem is called Jesus and Alexander. Jesus and Alexander died at 33. One lived and died for self. One died for you and me. The Greek died on a throne. The Jew died on a cross. One life's triumph seemed, the other, a loss. One led armies forth, the other walked alone. One shed a whole world's blood, the other gave his own. One won the world in life and lost it all in death. The other lost his life to win the whole world's faith. Jesus and Alexander died at 33. One died in Babylon and one on Calvary. One gained all for self, and one himself he gave. One conquered every throne, the other every grave. The one made himself God, the God made himself less. The one lived but to blast, the other but to bless. When died the Greek, forever fell his throne of swords, but Jesus died to live forever, King of King and Lord of Lords. Jesus and Alexander died at 33. The Greek made all men slaves. The Jew made all men free. One built the throne on blood. The other built on love. The one was born of earth. The other from above. One won all this earth to lose all earth and heaven. The other gave up all that all to him be given. The Greek forever died. The Jew forever lives. He loses all who gets and gains all things who gives. That's the difference between success and significance. And ladies and gentlemen, when you live your life like it matters, it is significant. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. 
Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.